0: Hello T-Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of T-Talk with Sha. Today we're getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into Real Housewives of Potomac. What's going on mid-season and what can we really expect from the ladies in the finale as well as the reunion? You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. right t crew let's get right into the tea here there's a lot of things that are brewing and boiling up so let's get straight into it let's start with roa so real housewives of atlanta it has been revealed that the casting rumors could be true that the whole entire cast will be recasted save a couple ogs that they may keep in the mix as even friends of and not even full-time housewives this is what is being said and candy burris longtime housewife i think the og the current og of real housewives of atlanta and she was also pulling in the most money on real housewives of atlanta she confirmed um, in one of her recent lives that she has not received a contract yet. And from what she can tell, none of the ladies have received a contract yet. Now, Sheree and um, Phaedra are on the new season of Traders. It has already been recorded. So the only thing that they would have to do in relation to the Traders show is come back for the reunion. So that's something that they could definitely do as well as um film Roa. Um, and meaning for Sheree, Phaedra is on Married to Medicine. She's not going back to Roa, but Sheree would still be able if she got the call to film for Roa because everything is already done with traders and you know it's premiering, but you know it's not going to impact her filming. Now, Candy also went on to say that Bravo is tripping because the housewives still need time, you know, to figure out what they're going to do if they're going to be filming. They can't take on other projects. Now, you know how I feel about Candy. I'm I'm definitely twerking on a fence, as Kempire would say, with Candy, whether I like her or I don't like her, whether I think she should stay on Roa, whether I think she should go. But at the end of the day, I think that she makes a lot of sense. You know, Candy is producing the Broadway play version of The Wiz right now. She has a lot of other projects in the works, you know, her as well as um, Todd, are working on different sitcoms and shows that they 're also starring and uh, starring in and producing, and she needs to know whether or not she 's going to be filming for Real Housewives of Atlanta or she you know will not be. So this is really something that, you know, is coming down to the wire for them to decide unless they're going to put the Real Housewives of Atlanta on pause and take more time to develop the cast, get the new cast members in rotation and things like that. And honestly, if you were to ask me, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to take the time needed, um, put the show on pause. Jersey's coming up and um, what else is coming up? I think it's just Jersey, right? Because everything else is kind of out there already. Beverly Hills is going, Miami's going, um, Potomac's going, maybe Orange County. Yeah, Orange County's coming up and uh, Jersey. So there'll definitely be enough Housewives shows on if they decide to put Real Housewives of Atlanta on pause. Again, like I always say, such a fall from grace. Real Housewives of Atlanta, in my opinion, really put the Housewife franchise on the map. People liked OC, but as far as it having mass appeal, it was definitely the Real Housewives of Atlanta that really picked it up, you know what I mean? So... Hopefully the recasting can renew it to its former glory. And even if they're not cast, give these people some peace of mind. Nobody likes to be kind of in limbo. You know, if you don't want these OGs to come back, at least let them know. Don't make them sit around and wait for contracts. That's like unfair. You know what I mean? All right, let's move on to the next topic here. Carisha's uh, reality TV show has removed all footage of Diddy. And she also is sneak dissing academics. Well, not sneak dissing. She's dissing academics on her new single. So Carisha, which I didn't even realize, was getting a reality show. You know, at one time, Diddy was going to get a reality show with his family. We talked about that when we talked about his um, middle son, Justin, getting a DUI. So Justin gets this DUI, and it comes out that he was filming for his dad's reality show that was focused around him having his seven children. Um, as well as having his career, well, since the earth shaking allegations and, you know, basically proven allegedly allegations came out about him, the show has been canceled. And Carisha also had a show in the works that nobody really knew about. Um, but it looks like that show will still come out, but they are removing all scenes of Diddy. And I guess she's going to replace them with, um, scenes of her working on her album, the City Girls dropped an album a couple months ago. It didn't really do much, but I think Karisha's working on her own single and her own album and things like this. So this is definitely something that she's going to be coming out with. And it looks like, you know, she's not afraid to sneak disc or diss academics while she's doing it. I don't why I keep saying sneak disc. She dissed him, y'all. She basically said academics speaks on women way too much. And, you know, he got into it, Saucy Santana, and he kind of let it fly. Um, the situation between him and Saucy Santana really didn't go anywhere and academics blamed this on cancel culture he said if he were to say what he really wanted to say about Santana that he would be canceled um, because uh, Santana is part of the Alphabet Mafia he is a gay man and so He's basically saying like the reason why I couldn't really go for Santana the way I wanted to is because he's a gay man. It was a whole mess. We all know academics is just out of control. You know, honestly, I can't understand why he hasn't been canceled yet, you know, with the different allegations and things that, you know, have come out. But we'll see. The year is still young. <laughs> you know what it is? I you not know that I want someone to lose their livelihood because I do think that Academics has a good, um, analytical show, especially when it comes to music, he really breaks it down. He's broken down the Tupac case very well also. So there is some good qualities to his podcast, but it's honestly just too much the way he comes at women. You can just tell he has a disrespect and almost like a hatred for women. And, you know, as a woman myself, that just comes off really disgusting And that's that's really what I have against him People might be like, oh, I can tell you don't like him Yeah, I don't, but it's not for the reason that you think I don't think he should lose his channel or get demonetized I think he should just stick to the rap stuff More like a Joe Button podcast, you know what I mean? Because it's like nobody wants to hear him talk about women all the time Nobody wants to hear him criticize women And I'm tired of that, you know? Very red pill, very manosphere, you know, and it's just like some of that stuff is really sick. I know some of you guys don't see all the ins and outs of the YouTubes and the things, but some of that stuff it is if you can stomach it, go on YouTube and you will see some of it is really sick, disgusting and demeaning towards women. All right, let's get into the next topic here. Jocelyn's Cabaret has been canceled after four seasons. New York making the last season that Jocelyn will film on the Zeus Network. And she is starting a brand new show called Dancing Freaks with all male dancers in a male dance review. No network has been named so far. So Jocelyn dropped the trailer Of this new show, Dancing Freaks, while the rumors were surrounding that, you know, Zeus has canceled Jocelyn's cabaret after the huge fight that ensued at the um, Floyd Mayweather fight. They made it part of the season, but they did cancel the show. See, that's what kills me about Zeus sometimes. It's like they want to have this like barometer, like certain things go too far. The brawl that happened at their fight just made them seem illegitimate, right? For those that don't remember, Floyd Mayweather had an exhibition fight with John Gotti the third. He ended up winning and smaller fights erupted in the stadium after the fight was over. You know, John Gotti was upset. His girlfriend or fiance was taking jabs at people. People were fighting in the crowd. It was just a mess. And then Jocelyn decided to take the opportunity to fight one of the girls who had been in one of the earlier seasons of Jocelyn's cabaret, Big Lex. So she was fighting. She got arrested for leaving the facility and then coming back in this facility to try to keep the fight going with Big Lex. And that was why she missed a couple of episodes of her own show of season four. It was just getting to be a mess. And, you know, as many people have noticed in the reunions, they allowed Jocelyn and the women that are on her side to jump the other girls on stage. And it it really just became too much. Um, And I think this is why Zeus canceled the show. But it's like you made a whole season out of it, then you cancel it. You know what I mean? I think the more responsible thing would have been after the fight happened, at the exhibition fight, after Jocelyn and Big Lex and she got arrested for them to cancel the show then and not air it because at this point, this is just way too much. You know what I mean it's way too much for her to be doing that it's just it is just really over the top, and you really can't get anything out of the show at that point they weren't they weren't even dancing like some of them had the opportunity of a lifetime to dance at a prize fight only for so many other fights to erupt after the fact that it was just like, I don't know what got more publicity. The actual expedition fight where all the rest of the fights that happened in, in the, in the arena, you know, crazy. Well, best of luck to Jocelyn with her new show. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what app or what network will pick it up, but something is telling me it's not Zeus. Something is telling me she's breaking ties with Zeus. So we'll see. All right. Next topic here. Rick Ross's new boo is very confident in a podcast. She calls his past relationships, nothing serious while her relationship with the boss himself is very different. So of course, when she made these comments, his ex boos had to snap. Um, pretty V just said that she's happy. She's in a good place when she talks about being lonely and you know, not being able to really be with anybody since she left Rick Ross. She's like, I'm a comedian. It's comedy. You know, he's in a new relationship. So of course I'm going to play up the fact that I'm no longer, you know, I'm not in a new relationship yet. So she's like, I'm just doing comedy bits y'all. Like this is not real life. And then, um, one woman that I think Rick Ross has kids with previously, she went off on, on this young lady. I'll just say this, honey. Listen closely, pull the phone close to you, whatever you're listening to this podcast on. If you ever hear this podcast, don't brag about your relationship, especially when it's so new. And don't bring up other people into your relationship. At one point, they all felt just like you. Rick Ross, I don't believe, has ever been married. He's had kids, he's had families, he's bought houses. He's bought bags, he's done private jets and all the things that you're enjoying right now, but I don't think he's ever married any of these women and you might not be any different. And it just kind of shows to me, in my opinion, allegedly an insecurity that you would have to bring up his past relationships. If everything is great in your relationship, why are you worried about his past relationships? Do you feel like maybe he has some skeletons in his closet that might come up to haunt you? You know what I mean? It's just not giving a confident relationship. It's giving, what you think is giving confidence is really giving insecurities. You know what I mean? It's really giving insecurities because it's really making it seem like you're not secure in what you have, you know? You're not secure in what you have, so you have to try to bring down past relationships. He's with you. He's not with these other women. I wouldn't even waste my interview time talking about past women, you know, that my man has been with. Who cares about those women? They never need to be spoke of again. They're irrelevant, non-factors, you know what I'm saying? You bringing them up makes it look like you have something, you know what I mean? Like you have something to lose or something like that. I don't know. It's very weird very odd situation. Enjoy your relationship in peace, girl. Like, don't do this because you know what's going to happen, unfortunately. And this is just how the world works. It's karma. It's how the world cycles. When your relationship is over with him, they're going to pull up these clips and they going to dog you, girl. They going to drag you and roast you. They're already roasting you. But when this relationship ends, they really going to drag and roast you so i wish you a long relationship maybe they'll lose the receipts but you know these people these days they never lose a receipt (laughs) it'll be the end of time and they'll be pulling up that video (laughs) All right, let's get into the next topic here. Snapchat social media platform is now paying celebrities to come back and save the platform. Krishan Rock disclosed on one of her recent lives that she's getting paid $23,000 a day to post her days and her daily vlogs on Snapchat. Um, DDG also uses it often and he used it as a way to kind of reveal his baby son that he has with Hallie to the world. So Snapchat, for those that don't remember, was basically like a quick, Um, app and it really got into popularity because snapchats used to be deleted so it was basically known as the cheating app (laughs) from what i can remember it was the app that you would go to if you were trying to do something you had a little sneaky link or something like that and you wanted to send them something that they couldn't save in the chat and if they would try to screenshot a chat or save it it would actually send a message to The person that they were screenshotting. So it was really a way for you to communicate with people, and it will be deleted in you know however long you set it for—24 hours, 30 minutes, whatever that you set it for. But after that, it became you know you could leave stories in there for you know forever. You could save stories like it wasn't you know since then it really kind of fizzled out to be nothing. But people still use it to keep up with their day, like what they did here, what they did there. With quick little captions and apparently that's what they're paying the celebrities, you know, thousands of dollars a day to do is vlog their daily tasks, vlog things that they're doing so they can get more people interested, excuse me, in the platform again. So it should be interesting to see if they're going to bring, you know, I still go to Snapchat for certain filters. Certain filters are just better on Snapchat. And sometimes I kind of like to snap things because the video quality can be better at times. Um, So I use it from time to time, but nothing like how I used to use it. It's hard to keep social media platforms alive. You know what I mean? It really is. It's hard to keep social media platforms alive in this day and age. It's really like, you know, mm-mm. It, it it just really depends on people's use, like what you can do When Facebook kind of made. I mean, Instagram made the stories and they started doing filters that really bit into a lot of Snapchat's bread and butter. And it kind of just ruined Snapchat for people. But at twenty three million dollars a day, you bring en- enough celebrities over there. People will go over there, see what they're up to. So that's a pretty decent strategy. We'll see how it works out for them. Then the last topic here, Nicki Minaj sells a hundred or a million copies of her new album Pink Friday 2 and this includes all the different versions. So Nicki dropped Pink Friday 2, the original, and then she also dropped a vinyl version and then she dropped a Gag City version and then she dropped a Gag City Pluto version. So how many versions is that? one two three four so it's four versions of the same album um and that all those versions together sold a million copies so shout out to her shout out to Nicki Minaj um you know solidifying herself as the queen of rap once again I mean people were kind of saying like Is it really, uh, you know, is it really a platinum album when you're selling so many different versions? But I will say the Queen Beyoncé herself does this. She has different, well, I don't know if she had different versions of Renaissance, but I know she had different versions of Break My Soul when that went number one. I don't think Renaissance had another version it just went number one with the original version and no videos. <laughs> Shameless plug. But, you know, video Nikki didn't have any videos either. She didn't have any visuals. And she didn't have that many um, features as well. So, you know, both of them really, both of them really snapped as far as it just being about the music. You know what I mean? And the barbs, the barbs are not going to let it flop. So, shout out to her for all the sales and all the success. I would like to see some visuals. Um, Tear the club up. I had to edit myself. You all know what I'm talking about. High heels on my tippies. (laughs) That's like all I hear on social media now. It's like insane. Um, But that song has done really well. So I'd like to see maybe if she'll do like a tear the club up video, that would be kind of cool. What other songs would you guys want to see videos to? I don't really know. Like the album was kind of maybe, maybe let me calm down. That's a hit off of the album with J Cole. I don't really know what they would do as a video for that. You know what I mean? I'm like tear the club up might be like a fun dance video, but I don't know what they would do for like, let me calm down. Um, the girls are liking Pink Friday. Um, I'm trying to think what other songs that people were looking to do like a music video for, but let me know in the comments, what would you guys, especially the Barbs, I know y'all be listening. What do you guys think would be a good video for Nikki to put out first if she's going to do visuals? Because I think she will do a couple videos. You know, she is going on tour with this album. She has a whole tour. A worldwide tour uh for this album um so i think she might do visuals but you know beyonce was like you are the visuals she did a whole tour and she still never did any music videos she was like we not doing that (laughs) y'all getting a 52 city tour and you're gonna be happy with that y'all will become the visuals and then i'm gonna sell it to you again as a movie it was the biggest thing (laughs) i was like beyonce beyonce She really played us. We're looking for visuals left, right, and center. People looking for visuals everywhere. And Beyonce was like, you are the visual. Now buy this popcorn bucket for $20. And we were like, yes, we'll do it. We will do it. <laughs> All right, everyone, stay tuned for our sports update, including um the playoffs that just happened yesterday. So you're not going to miss this sports update. And then I will see you on the other side for our deep dive. Stay tuned.
1: Hello, hello, hello out there, and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, the games that took place on Saturday, January 13th, and Sunday, January the 14th. So let's start with the games that took place on Saturday, January the 13th. On January 13th, the Houston Texans beat the Cleveland Browns. Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud completed 16 passes for 274 yards and three touchdowns the Texans outscored the Browns 21 to 0 in the second half also on January the 13th the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Miami Dolphins Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes completed 23 passes for 262 yards and one touchdown. The Chiefs' defense only allowed the Dolphins' offense to convert one third down in the game. On January the 14th, the Green Bay Packers embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys. Packers quarterback Jordan Love completed 16 passes for 272 yards and three touchdowns. The Packers led 27-7 at the half and cruised to victory. On January the 14th in the evening, the Detroit Lions beat the Los Angeles Rams. Lions quarterback Jared Goff completed 22 passes for 277 yards and one touchdown. The Lions won their first playoff game since 1991 ending a 33-year drought. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week.
0: All right, T-Crew, let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, The Deep Dive. And today, by popular demand, we are going to be talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, I think I haven't really spoken about Potomac since the premiere episode, or maybe it was a couple episodes in, but I really haven't spoken about Potomac that much. I have been watching it. I have been keeping up, as well as uh Married to Medicine. So maybe we'll get into Married to Medicine in a couple weeks. But I was like, let's just do a nice little... Potomac refresher let's see where everybody is with the ladies right so now we are basically mid-season the women um just came back from their Austin trip or I guess this last episode they were like finishing their Austin trip I haven't watched the new episode for um that came out tonight on Sunday um but there's definitely enough to talk about without even getting into that episode so basically, the the house, the you know, everybody's getting along for the most part. There are some feuds that are going on. But there's also some really strange activity. So let's just break it down, housewife by housewife. Now, the first thing people are talking about is Neca. Neca. People are saying largely that she is a mist as a housewife, and I'm kind of like, mm, this is so strange to me. I think she came in kind of hot. Against Wendy, and you know, really standing her ground against Wendy. But other than that, I don't think she really did anything that, that was too, you know, outrageous or whatever for what was going on. Um, NECA, uh, for a reminder, she is a lawyer married to a doctor, and she just moved into Potomac um for her husband's medical practice. They are looking to have children soon and trying to conceive. She's saying that she's 35 on the show. Some people have speculated that she's 40, so I don't know where that came from. But people are saying that she is not claiming um, her true age. So mm, I don't, I don't know about all that. But I was, you know, I was talking to my friend about it, and I was just like, "This is definitely something that I could understand." But it's like if you're 40 going through a fertility journey, I think. That's even more interesting to watch than someone who's thirty five right because women are just having children later in life these days, and that's something that it almost would be like a Kenya Moore situation having a child later in life and you know navigating that, what you know options you might have to kind of look into when you're looking at an older age, like I just don't know why that would be something that you know she wouldn't want to talk about or try to hide. I don't know that was kind of weird. Um, but other than that, I don't really find anything wrong with Necca. Necca and Anne-Marie are just getting, like, a hit for being the worst new housewives. And it just sucks because both of them are black. But I don't know. I don't really watch Beverly Hills often enough to know about Anne-Marie. But I think Necca's pretty okay. Like, she's not really taking away from the situation. I think at sometimes she's being corny. Like, when they all went out for Karen's birthday and she was, like, thumbs downing wendy it's like yeah you know you and wendy you and wendy don't get along but to thumbs down wendy and then get up there and do that struggle twerk i was like girl if you gonna put your thumb down to somebody please make sure you can dance because i'm not sure what i was watching i was like her outfit looks crazy she's barely moving that thing that thing was barely moving and she had the nerve to give wendy a thumbs down i was like girl all right <laughs> All right. But even still, I don't think that and again, I don't think that makes her a terrible housewife. You guys got to give people at least one season before you start going crazy. Like fire them, make them a friend of, da 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 Give them at least one season to really, you know, make an effect on us. You know what I mean? It takes a while to get warmed up with these ladies. A lot of them are like firecrackers. They have their own storylines. They have their own alliances. They have their own thing going on. And to kind of inject yourself into that it takes more than one season in my opinion so I say give her a chance let's move on to Mia here Mia's been pretty mild this season she's made a couple of you know comments one of which I have to talk about when they went to that distillery and she says something about Wendy's mom and Wendy was like that's my mother (laughs) Mia me is one-liner. She hasn't been getting off many this season, but she, when she does, when she shoots, she fires. She is so funny to me. And her engagement that she's trying to act like is not an engagement because she's technically only separated from her husband at this time. She's I don't think she's even filed for divorce. So she's talking about she wants to get married April 4th, 2024. I'm like, you are not even married you're not even divorced. You can't get married if you're not divorced. That's what I'm trying to say, Mia. You cannot get married if you're not divorced. Like, can we please, can we please get this together? Like, come on. So she's been cracking me up with that. And she's starting over with her friendship with Karen. So it's nice to see them kind of be, you know, keep whatever truce they had in the beginning of the season is still going on now. Now, this is an interesting topic that Carlos King brought up. He feels as though Candace is being iced out from the other cast and they're not really telling her story. Now, this I find to be pretty interesting because it's like, how can they say that they're not really telling Candace a story? We learned about her tour. Her husband was kind of in the show, but he's not really in the show. And I don't blame him for the things that happened, you know, last season and the accusations and the uncomfortability and all the things, right? So he's not really in this season, but her mom was in an episode or two. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like with Candace being on the show, I don't think her mom is always like super involved in the seasons, but this is supposed to be some type of like way to show that Candace is being iced out. You know what I mean? Because her mom hasn't been in it. Her husband hasn't been in it, but that's probably her choice because she feels like people are really coming against her, you know, and that she doesn't want to really show a lot of her life because she feels like people are coming against her and really coming at her. So as far as Candace being iced out, I think you're iced out when they won't film with you. I think them having issues with Candace is not icing her out. I think it's just them, you know, basically that's it. You know, they're kind of just showing what's going on there. And I don't think that they're icing her out. I think it's just two people that, you know, that are that are really making it work. I don't, I don't know. NECA will film with her NECA's film with her other women will film with Candace I don't think it's that big of a deal but Candace crying about her relationship with Robin and all this stuff is just I don't know I don't know I don't I don't think that's genuine and I think maybe that's why people are saying they're trying to ice her out it's just very weird that she even really wants the relationship with Robin that bad now, Robin didn't take accountability. We all knew she wasn't. She didn't take accountability last season. We knew she didn't take accountability this season. So there's no sp- surprise or shock there. Um, and as always, Karen is the glue that is holding these women together. If it weren't for Karen Huger, I don't really know if I'd watch Potomac. Because other than that, it's just like, mm, it's like strange beef. I won't say it's like light shade because... Some of these women really can't stand each other at this point. So I wouldn't say it's light shade. I would just say that it's basically just, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like things that will never have a resolution. Now Giselle won't forgive Candace because she feels as though Candace did not take the way she felt seriously about the allegations and the remarks and things that she had to say about Chris. And you know, she really went at her um and called her a white woman at the reunion and Giselle's like that's just something that I can't stand by. Um and and it's just like I just don't think that they need to, the two of them need to have a friendship for the franchise to flourish, you know what I mean? Candace don't really see it for her. Giselle doesn't really see it for Candace, but they can be cordial in a group situation. That's all they really need to do. Nobody has to be buddy-buddy with anybody as long as they can be cordial in a group situation and bring the fun and bring the, you know what I mean? And bring the drama. Who cares if they get along behind closed doors? I don't really want to see if they get along behind closed doors, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, all right, You you get along, you don't. That's fine. I think... Bringing the same storylines over and over, you know, people kind of attacking Wendy's family, Wendy reacting wildly and saying really salacious things. I mean, calling someone who has a law degree a crackhead probably wasn't smart, (laughs) Wendy. But I don't know, besides Karen, I got to be honest with you, I don't really care for any of them people are saying they're icing out Candace. I was like, whatever. I don't like Candace. (laughs) I don't really like Mia. Don't like Wendy. Don't really like Neca either. (laughs) I'm there for the grand dame. I'm there for Karen Huger. She just is like a fun, making it light housewife. And that's kind of what I'm there for. The rest of them is like, Girl, I got enough of my own problems. I'm not sitting here watching you. You know what I mean? And people are saying that could be the downfall of uh, Potomac if they can't make it more light and fun instead of every single dinner being a confrontation because I feel like that's what happened with... Atlanta because they were trying to go over and above every single time what they did in the final season it was hard for them to to really do it and it's like they're going over and above over and above over and above to the point where it's like it's so fake it's so produced we can't get one real moment between these ladies and if it gets to that point we're going to end up in another reboot and I really don't want to see that happen to Potomac so it's like I don't know what the formula is. But if we can't start having real conversations, it's just like they kind of teetered on the colorism thing, but it definitely fell short. But we really can't get to the crux of the issue because the women just want to fake cry all the time. I mean, Robin, you're crying for no reason. If I was her, I'm like, listen, I'm not divorcing him. Hands down, I don't care what you women are saying. I don't care what other people are saying. I don't care what social media is saying. I'm not leaving Ron. I'm not leaving Juan Dixon, okay? So let's just make that clear and move on. At this point, it's beating a dead horse. I don't care if she leaves him or not. You know what I'm saying? When she's made a decision, and that's with a lot of things I think are happening with this cast, they all have made decisions to basically stand on business. Giselle doesn't want to talk to Candace. Wendy doesn't want Neko on the show, but she's already on the show and now she's mad about it. Then you have Ashley, whose ex-husband is suing Candace. So now Candace doesn't want to talk about that. It's like, y'all, please be for real. (laughs) Please be for real. We want to make it work, but you got to be for real. This is getting to be too much. Which moments are you excited for for the finale for Potomac? That's what I want to know in the comments. What moment are you excited for in the finale? And what do you think is going to come out in the reunion? Are these ladies going to be able to bring it in the reunion with a season that's basically spilled every bit of tea that they had? There's nothing really new that's really under the sun unless something comes out. Like, what do you think is going to happen at the reunion? I really want to know your guys' thoughts. This has been The Deep Dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank all of you for sharing the reels, sharing the podcast, wherever you share it. It really helps grow our little community, and I really, really appreciate it. As always, convict the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop until she is the justice that she really deserves. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are, and I love you for listening. Bye!